0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 18 uh, of Passing Dimes Dallas. We're up to 18, This is I don't know how long you expected this to last, but every every week's just a gift to me.
1: 18, you know what's
0: a good thing about this, is I'm
1: slowly learning,
0: um, like when
1: you ask a, a new mother how old her child is, she'll say 18 weeks, and I can go, okay, well I know that that's f- around five months, because we've been doing this for around five months. <laughs> so
0: we're on episode 18, 18 weeks, five months, quick math. Jim, the intern, might have to check the math on that, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, The streak continues. Whoever we ask comes on the show. We haven't got a full-out no. We've had some scheduling conflicts, but we haven't got flat-out told no. And we shot for the stars on this one. This week's guest is a bronze medalist, went back when it was the CIS. He's also played Sejep. Do you want to jump in? Whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) You can jump in with some fun facts. He's going to represent Canada at the Pan Am Games. Silver medalist, Canadian National Championships. Good one. Uh, Relocated from (laughs) Quebec to be a full-time resident of Ontario. We'll hear about that. That's exciting.
1: Multiple names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I didn't count, but has played a lot of FIV events. Like has been full-time on tour for at least three or four seasons here. So this is this is a big get for us. (laughs) Welcome to the show, MC Lapointe.
2: Thank you, thank
0: you. I, I didn't respect the multiple names. I should have said Marie Christine.
2: Yeah, actually, I'm probably the only one who doesn't have a middle name. It doesn't exist in Quebec, so I don't know if I have multiple names
1: (laughs) or not. Well, you go by MC, you go by your full first two names. I guess there's no middle name in there, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, last week, we learned that Liam's middle name was Rickshaw Hui or something. So apparently, you can just make up your middle name whenever you want.
1: (laughs) Intern Jim's going to have a lot of work to do in Lineage (laughs) here. (laughs) Anyways,
0: comment ça va?
2: Ça va très bien. Je suis content d'être ici.
0: No, I just used up yeah. all my <laughs> French there. <laughs>
1: Vote
2: <laughs> sums it up for our day.
0: <laughs> French. Uh, sorry, friends in Quebec, but uh, that, that'll be most of the French content of this yeah. episode. But Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, how's your season going? Where are you in, in terms of your, your YTP, like your plan for the year? Um, what are you looking forward to?
2: Uh, we're middle towards the end of our seasons right now. Uh, we're heading into uh, Ben Open next weekend, then the weekend after Edmonton. And we're going to Pan Am.
0: So to Woo! Today. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. confirmed. Yeah. yeah. we broke that story. Oh, we claim we did, but yeah. uh, we were watching. We had a Pan Am watch going from pretty early on in the show, so it's exciting mm-hmm. that uh, it's confirmed, and you're you're the team going.
2: Yeah, that'll be super exciting.
0: So let's start with that. Was that something when you planned your tournament schedule in January that you knew you wanted Pan Am and, and kind of planned appropriately with the amount of four stars you went to, or three stars, and even some two star results?
2: Yeah we planned that out like as soon as Amanda and I teamed up that was one of our goal and we didn't have to like talk about it together. It was like it came up like it was both the first thing we wanted to do. Like we knew it was a big goal. We knew like the tem- the teams going to the Olympics are um, more established and now that uh, Mel and Sarah just won-, won the world championship like one team is already going so we knew it was going to be like one of a good goal to achieve for us as a new team this year
0: perfect so what went into that planning so uh friends of the show would know that it was your best four results but i think yeah. you guys played more than four just to kind of give you a cushion
2: yeah we played six so well it's results from uh january 1st uh, 2019 until uh, june 16. so we wanted to go in uh the leadlands, like when it first started like making sure we had a good start Um, so we played that one to start then we went in Cambodia um, and Australia where we had two other good results Uh, we had uh, a fifth in Cambodia and then we got out of our pool in the three-star and we qualified so that was we're a new team so everything was like always exciting and then after that our other good result was in we got a uh, I think it was in Turkey in Turkey, then we got. Uh, You're another such a 100. world
1: traveler. You don't even know where you are in the world. <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, Turkey. We got another 200, and then in between we played two four-star where we didn't qualify, uh, but we wanted to go for the experience and just test out the level because we're a new partnership. So, like, we want to know like what we need to work on and be exposed to like our like what we need to do. And then what was the other event that we went to? Oh, no, they're two-star in China. Yeah. And Basically, then we were supposed to be... I
0: forgot that I traveled around the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Have you been to a multi-sport games before?
2: No, that's my first one. Well, I, I guess, does Canada Games count? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Like, I'll count okay. Canada, Canada games. games. Canada Games. There is and
0: multiple sports
1: yeah. there.
2: I didn't know if you meant, like, international or...
1: Did you play indoor
2: at Canada Games or yeah. beach?
1: Yeah, indoor. 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 Which Canada Games? In Sherbrooke?
2: In St. John.
1: Oh, yeah. In what was that? Two thousand eleven. So
0: before Sherbrooke? yeah. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. How is that for quick math? Yeah. on fire yeah, today. It was Who needs an intern when you got Dallas over <laughs> yeah. there, big brain math guy?
2: Yeah. And do you guys have Ontario games?
1: Uh, I think they call it yeah Ontario Summer Games. They do. Yeah, I don't know a it's whole a lot about it. It's a youth event
0: for us. I think Beach is fifteen U and Court is sixteen U, so it's a little bit younger, but it's kind of training grounds to go to Canada Games.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys I
0: did have that. Yeah, I did that as well. Yeah. yeah. As well. yeah. yeah you're a so
2: you're well versed. <laughs>
1: you, you know what to expect. Quebec Summer Games. Yeah. Pan Am Games. Same difference. Yeah. Um, so my next question is that is since we've as a confederation announced the teams that are going, do you know who else is going for the other countries, or you, you have to wait just to see the technical meeting who's there? You don't know from the U.S. who's going or who's sort of on the map, or yeah. I know that who, who was it last? It was in Toronto. It was Kelly, Larson, and, uh, Flint. yeah, Betsy yeah. Flint that went, and, uh, I forget who the, I know, Argentina Miles, did well. Argentina did well. Yeah. So I think for the U.S. it's a, it's a development team. And I know for the Brazilians, they usually send a strong team as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that'll be interesting when we find out all the teams that are in.
2: Yeah. There'll definitely be some really good competition over there, and it's a really good time for us to set that up as a peak event yeah like, for
1: sure so the teams are on the, on your watch would be what brazil the us argentina cuba, cuba. yeah
2: yeah mexico
1: mexico um, so it's, it'll be a top heavy tournament yeah
2: yeah yeah i don't even know the format yet like adriana's having a meeting tomorrow like letting letting us know uh no on wednesday like letting us know so What's it could happening. be double elimination,
1: we, could be single elimination. Yeah.
2: You know what? We're going in and we're playing some games. That's what we know and that's what we love okay. to do. That's great. That's <laughs> a good way to go into
0: it. Yeah. Nice. So how did you and Amanda team up? Like what kind of sparked this partnership?
2: So um, we teamed up after Christmas. Uh, no, before Christmas actually. In December. And it was just after we did in Norseka together. In, um, it was Martinique. Yes, yeah, nice Max yeah. Nick. Yeah, one of the French islands.
0: Woo-hoo! You must have fit right in, fan favorite.
2: I know. Every time I do this, I did fit right in. I, do. Yes. I was actually like translating for them at the press conference because oh, they no didn't way. have anyone like speaking English, so no one could understand but me.
0: How the tables have turned.
2: <laughs> Finally, my time to shine. And
0: nobody accused you that like Back French is different than France French? Like, nobody accused you of slang or anything like Only that? Only English
2: people do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only snobby English
0: people do that. Okay. That's
2: fair. No, actually, when you see someone, like, from France, I would say Paris, sometimes they'll do it, too. But, you know what? We get used to it. We're happy about our it English. It's like
1: Scottish English to Canadian English. Sometimes <laughs> you talk too fast, and I don't really know what's going on there.
2: <laughs> what about England? I always wondered. Yeah, their English is so different.
1: Yeah, well, they're like their phrases and stuff. Like,
0: I don't know. I've never been to England. Me either. You either. might have
2: been.
1: You been around the world. about
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Good. So you guys played in Orsika together, and then you just decided, you know, that was fun. Let's do it again. Or.
2: Yeah. Well, we played in Orsika, and during the tournament, we had fun, and like we got a good result. So we were like, ooh, maybe that could be a really good possibility for next year. And then we talked more about it, and we're like, we're in the same boat. Let's go for Pan Am.
0: Yeah, for (coughs) you, the results were, like, you've played on the Norsega Tour a while. Was that Amanda's first international medal? Like, the third in Martinique? That might have been her first time on the podium, right? So, no wonder she wanted to play with you.
2: (laughs) And then you guys played in a
0: four-star in the Hague. That would have been your, both of you, your first major out of four-star, right? Yeah, just magic happens when you guys started to play together. Yeah,
2: and we played that first seed, first match, and we, we almost had them. It was like it was really good, yeah. Really good opportunity. To
1: learn. Awesome. So it must be it must be obviously exciting to have uh, this sort of big tournament in your in your watch. Who's coming from your family? Is everybody coming down, or is is this sort of like you know you're gonna come to the dinner table and say hey, I actually went to Peru and it was a <laughs> ton of fun and there's thousands of people there or is everyone coming down to see you like? You're doing a bit of touring of Canada now with the van open in Edmonton, yeah. and then you go what, from Edmonton to Peru?
2: We have to stop here because our flight is booked from Toronto. Okay. Um, but my family, my mom is going to be coming, my sister, uh, who also played beach, so right. Jan, Yeah. And our boyfriend and my boyfriend. So,
1: so the whole family.
2: Yeah. I'm missing a few. I have four siblings. So,
1: then- so what's up with the other two?
2: And one of them has a kid, so it's going to be a little hard. That's
1: not an excuse.
2: And <laughs>
1: <laughs> they love Peru. Kids love Peru.
2: Yeah, apparently <laughs> like it's a bit dangerous over there.
1: Yeah, we're <laughs> so, yeah, um, that too. Yeah,
2: we're being constrained a little bit. So, yeah. And all I hear, like today my mom was talking to someone in Peru and they were saying, like the guide was saying, like, I'm not going to get my phone out because I'm going to get it stolen. So I was like, okay, okay. Like I'm taking notes here. I need to keep my cell phone in my pocket. I have no clue what to yeah. expect, but I've heard that. we Well, is there to a village or? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm assuming the but village. But we're not allowed
2: is, to get out.
1: I think that's a bit of a blessing in disguise.
2: I know, but I, I've heard that it's always like that. Like at 1st it's yeah. super strict, but then I heard from other people, like one of the friend of my mom is from Peru, and yeah. she was saying it.
1: See, so yeah, I, when I was in Brazil, I was a little dicey and I was, yeah, I, remember. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't necessarily want to explore mm-hmm. much the way that we could explore when we were in Australia together yeah. or, you know, when you're in Europe. So, I think from my personal experience, if someone said, hey, we're going to keep you confined to the village, it's almost like, okay, sounds good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, I need to respect it.
0: Nice, with all the tour stops you have played on, is there a certain country or city you like to go to and kind of... Walk around when the tournament's over. like...
2: Sydney! You guys mentioned Sydney. Yeah. Was a good Sydney around. was amazing! Yeah, Actually, you
0: made some friends there. You went back early this year because you had somebody to stay with, right? Yeah. Look at you guys making friends. Do you yeah. want to give them a shout out? Who was that?
2: Yeah. um, Carrie Potharis and Max Sagney. He's actually her husband. Well, Carrie Potharis played for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the gold medalist of the 2000 Olympics in Australia. She doesn't so. get
0: mentioned as much as uh, Cook does. Natalie Cook gets a lot of shout outs
2: yeah well shout out to you yeah we're yeah, no
1: breaking, no breaking news <laughs> yeah, here let's go. apparently there's another person on the court that won. <laughs>
2: yeah um and her husband is actually from montreal like from quebec so i go there and then i can speak french and have a son so i feel like home right away amanda like it took her no time to like feel speak like home. french Well, yeah, she's actually working on this so much, yeah.
1: That's good. She's getting better. So I remember when we were in Manly together, you actually ran into someone on the boardwalk right in the middle of playing. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. there's a lot of travelers from Montreal. There was a guy um, who was traveling, was doing construction there, was just there for a whole year. And he came and supported me at all my gates. It was just amazing to see like a homely face. Right. like So far from home. (laughs) <laughs> Couldn't be
1: much further from home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, are they coming? So, we'll go back to your family. Are they coming to the event in Edmonton or Vancouver, or is it like everyone's just meeting you in, in Peru? Uh,
2: my mom might be coming to Edmonton, Okay. but for the other one, they have work. So, like, they can only take a certain time.
1: So, I'm going to say this, knowing that I have a lot of authority and power here. <laughs> La Point family, they all get off work, babysitters are coming in the loom, everyone... <laughs> It's getting down to Edmonton, everyone's getting down to Peru. You heard it here first. Yeah,
0: why wouldn't they just take more time off work and just follow you around the world tour? No, you can yeah, always get would... another job. <laughs> you can't go to another Pan Am Games in 2019.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you and I should go now. Yeah. We should just follow why around not? the players. I just got I'm a sure. new job. It looks like it's going to be a new old
0: job for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's keep the Quebec thing going. Um... What was volleyball like growing up for you? Did you play club? Was high school really good there? Like what kind of sparked you to be a professional athlete here in, in
2: volleyball? Um, I started in high school uh, playing and it was like the level was okay. I was always playing like year-olders, but I didn't know about the national team. I didn't know anything. Like it's it was just like I loved the sport, so I was playing it. And then at one time, um, one of my coaches was like, oh, you should actually come to my school. Like we want." We want you to become a setter because I started Libero because I was smaller and then I went right side for a bit. And then they were like, Oh, actually, um, yeah, we want you to be a setter for CJAP next year. Like, if you would want for your last year of high school, like to switch school, um, we would love that. And I was like, Fine, I'll do it. I love it. Like, I love the sport. So I just switched, uh, learned to set, and then went to CJAP at Edouard Montpetit. Where I played three years. Say that three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, try it. No? No? Come on.
1: Uh, I know one Sejap, and it's John Abbott. I can say that <laughs> as many times as you want. Uh, Limaloo is yep. quite good. About oh, that was great. And Ex-Santégu.
2: Ex-Santégu? There's no ex in Limaloo. Shh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about anymore. <laughs> 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Is it Saint John or Saint Jerome? There's
2: a, another one, isn't it? Saint yeah.
0: G- Where Chauncey played? Where was that? Uh, they played for. Where Sarah played? Or
2: no, Saint Jean oh. played. Sarah played for the Lynx. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Lynx. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I thought Chauncey played for like Saint John or Saint Jerome.
2: Why Saint Jerome? Okay. There's one like that. I don't know if he played there because oh, okay. he was after me.
1: I know uh, that there's okay. a yeah. Sherbrooke University and a Sherbrooke. yes.
2: So
0: they really try to confuse you with that. Yeah. So let's explain that for our listeners, because I think people who are fans Mm -hmm. of of college volleyball think that Sagep is college because that's the league they play in. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Sagep starts in high school, right? Is that not technically grade 12 is the first year of Sagep? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, we say for us, we say Sejep start after high school because high school finishes like secondary five, which is grade 11 here.
1: Yeah. So it's seven to 11 in Ontario. And then you go What's it? Two years?
0: Yeah, Asia? we go two years yeah. in
2: the But when we go to university, it's three years, not four.
0: Unless you so go to Laval are... and play men's volleyball, then I think it's eight years. Or, or, foot, <laughs> or football.
2: football. Yeah, football is a long time. Apparently there's a lot
0: of 29-year-old linebackers
2: yeah. yeah. in LaValle. <laughs> <laughs> In Seja, that happens too. Though people go back, go back, go back.
0: Well, like you said, because it is high school, it doesn't count against your U Sports eligibility, right? Is that how yeah. like you could play two years of up and then four years Laval? And...
1: So you heard it here first. In Quebec, it's socially acceptable to be thirty in high school,
0: <laughs> as long as you're starting linebacker <laughs> as form, as or yeah. as long
1: as you're playing sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. So did you did you have to study something, or is up is everything? Like no, like did you have a, a focus like we do for college? Like you don't go to like. Just college and go to random classes you have a, a focus yeah in sageup do you pick like a major or do you have to take general courses because it is technically grade 12 like how does that work
2: it's general courses but in a subject so i did science but you can do like human like which is like psychology like all those other courses that i don't really know poli sci i guess yay yeah yeah so i did science um And in CJEP, you could also do, like, for example, if you want to be a nurse, then you can do, instead of two years, you can do three years and become a nurse. Like, there's also a way to have a job right after. That's another kind of sector of CJEP. But I did three years of CJEP.
1: Because of volleyball.
2: Yeah. Hey! Because you
1: you were (laughs) playing football. (laughs)
2: Yeah, exactly. So you can take less classes and then play an extra year. And it doesn't affect your eligibility for university, so you actually have, have more experience once you get to university.
0: So when you were applying for universities, how did you, how did you pick McGill?
2: Um, I picked McGill because I love challenges and I didn't speak English. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, so I went there and I thought I was gonna be okay until I went in class and then the whole first class they were talking about lungs and anatomy and I just got out and I asked my friend, I was like, what's long? Like, they've been saying this word the whole <laughs> time. yeah, when she told me, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so hard. I need to know the little parts of it. But I don't even know the major organs of the body in English.
0: Can yeah. you imagine just showing up at, like, Sherbrooke uh, for the first day of class <laughs> and be like, what are they talking about?
2: What the hell is quality? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, write a paper. Exactly.
1: It. <laughs> no, it's funny because uh, I played a few events with Hugo Rosso. and yeah. He's predominantly French speaking. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I pick up on his mannerisms, but it's funny because when we're traveling, sometimes the English words don't come to him. Yeah. But he can describe it very, very well. <laughs> so I remember traveling with him and it smelled like really bad. Yeah. And he was like explaining to me what a skunk was but he didn't know what a skunk yes. was in, in english yeah. so he's he's like you know the furry thing that's you know black and white and stinks, and I, and i was like okay hugo i know what you're talking about what is it in french he goes oh moufette i go are you yeah. trying to say s- so good right and he's like and i said are you trying to say skunk and he's like ah, oh, skunk <laughs> Nice
2: to see you going for
1: so we had those little interactions where, it'd be like, oh, do you want this? He's like, no. And like, well, what's this? He described it to me. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's like an animal, but it's, it's got a shell and claws. Oh, it's a crab. A
2: crab! I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I definitely still have those moments. Talk to Amanda about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's it's good that uh, it's good that's going on but no to come back to volleyball you were I think you still are one of the first people to really truly dive in to the national team from Quebec
2: yeah
1: and for as good you know Josh and I've talked about this a lot in previous podcasts talking with the culture and and, um, the culture between different provinces and playing in Quebec and you know, playing with a Quebec partner, there's a lot of good culture that comes out of Quebec in terms of they want to include everybody, they yeah. really love volleyball, but at the top end, there's really not a lot of francophone national team players. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is? Is it the language barrier? Is it sort of that, that inability for people to sort of dive in and go, you know what, I'm going I'm to jump ship, stop everything that I'm doing, come to Toronto and play?
2: yeah I think it's really hard because Toronto is first of all really expensive because we have to find an apartment right most people live at home so we have to find a place find a job to pay for that place and pay for travel and on top of that if English you're not used to it that like finding a job is hard when you're going to practice like you're mentally tired like everything is just like a little harder but it's definitely one of the best moves I've made. Well, like, I'm we, super we can happy tell, about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's been
1: great. And, it, like, yeah. you know what? It's still, like, you're still pretty much the only Francophone woman on the national team.
2: Yeah. Well, with the affiliate program, with the Quebec program, we have, like, Sarah, yeah, uh, Miriam, Maud, and Hélène.
1: So why don't you speak to that for people that don't know that the province of Quebec actually started its so own affiliate program yeah. to sort of bridge that gap that we're... That we're saying unfortunately still exists.
2: Yeah so it's hard like to move here and stuff so to help them uh, pursue their dreams and then like still improve. Uh, Vincent Larivet who's like the head coach of the beach national program in Quebec um, built like that bridge by saying it's the affiliate program yeah. of Quebec so they get like some practices, some like camps. Um, I know they did a camp in California during the winter to go and practice. I think it was like 10 days where Annie and Vincent were there um, to teach them. Um, they're helping them like in and Minton, I think because they, they identify that as a target event. Yeah. So uh, I think it's amazing. like It's, it's, it's what the sports needs, yeah. and not only with Quebec. Like, I know, like, there's the language also, but I think if we could have that with the other provinces, we just, we'd just get a bigger pool of players.
1: I think so, too. I think, and it's a good sort of precedent to set with having yeah. other provincial programs. I know, Josh, we talked about Ray Sewell sort of bridging that gap with Alberta Volleyball, and I think that's sort of been the two um, provinces that have gone above and beyond to sort of bridge um, yeah. the gap between the provincial team and the national team, which I think is one of the biggest... To jump. Yeah. I think there's so many, there's such high levels of talent between the provincial teams that making that jump from Team Ontario, Team Quebec, Team Saskatchewan to Team Canada is
0: really tough to do. Well, I think Quebec has a lot of great resources where Vince was on the world tour for a long time, coaching Annie Martin, right? So who's a two-time Olympian. So I think it's great there. And I think Quebec as a province supports amateur athletics really well. So they have their version of Whatever, quest for goal i guess they, they yeah. get funding through like a monthly stipend right so yeah. i think monthly everything good. kind of aligned really well for quebec where like you said i think alberta is doing a good job and team ontario has a strong program and, and bc is a great volleyball program but it just sounds like vincent kind of really took a lot of leadership on his own to kind of affiliate with the national team more so than i think other provinces have and i think because of the amateur support in quebec it's kind of a boost to just push yeah. it and really professionalize it a little bit earlier than other people
1: have i think it's tough too because a lot of provinces don't necessarily want to play ball with National Federation, and I think, and I'm going to take a hot take here, BC for example has a huge talent pool, but I think there's this sort of derasive tone towards Ontario and as a result, because the national team is centred in Ontario, there's this apprehension for, I'll say, BC athletes to come out, other than Mike Plantinga, who did it really early on I think 2009 is when yeah. he started. I think in order... Jamie. Jamie as well, and Maverick. Maverick, but, yeah. Um, when I think of all the talent that they have there, there's so many people that you you can literally say, oh yeah, he's good enough to be on the national team, and he, you're right, he or she or you know whatever, they're good enough, but I think that sort of culture of separation almost, prevents almost Canada from
0: creating the best possible athletes out of the resources that we do have. Well, I think it's interesting on the beach because everybody you're kind of your own team, right, and you want to travel, where I've never heard an indoor athlete be like, oh, I'd love to play indoor, but I don't want to move to Gatineau. Like, that's just not a thing <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. men's indoor team, or now that it, in Richmond on the women's side, they don't say it, but because Beach, you're an athlete, and you're so empowered, and you're paying your own money to travel and stuff, that you're right, Dal, like, Dan Caverly, Alex Russell, there's a few other BC athletes that I think Jared should be on the national Krause. team right now. Jared Crowes, like. And there's athletes all over the country, but for whatever reason, beach athletes aren't willing to take the jump that you did. Where indoor is just kind of like, if well, I want to be on the team, I got to move to Gatineau. Like it's that simple for them, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And there's it's a weird bridge between indoor and beach too because, you know, for people that don't know, the tryout fee for the indoor national team is something like thousand dollars to try out. What? Yeah, exactly.
2: I didn't know. That. It's around
1: thousand dollars to try out for the national team, so you only get people that really think they're going to be on the team. The caveat being that when you make the FTC, you're getting sport Canada card. So you're getting $1,200 a month. Your food is paid for. Your travel expenses are paid for with the team. Where with beach, you know, I was on the FTC for five years. I think I was only carded once. So out of the eight years that I played internationally, I was carded once. I was on the FTC team for seven years, paid my own rent, paid my own travel expenses. I got the cool clothes. But, hey. but, but you know, that doesn't really pay the bills, right? Yeah. But we're all on the volleyball canada webpage, you know, everybody, you know, you're pooled in with the national team athlete, but I think there isn't that degree of separation with the indoor team where the top guys and the development guys are making the same amount of carding. Where, you know, obviously senior A carding is light years ahead of development carding on the
0: yeah. beach. Yeah. So what helped you make this jump? Like did Simone being one of the first to do it, did you ask him questions or did you just decide beach is your thing and you, you took the leap? Like was there any role models or people you spoke to?
2: Um, I actually came here like one summer because my boyfriend is from Toronto. So I came here with him. And
0: Assist I- to him for you being on the yeah. national team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually,
2: <I'm> doing... <laughs> If
0: you were dating yeah. someone else you probably wouldn't be on the yeah. national team. Yeah.
2: yeah and then I saw the beach because I had I hadn't really played beach volleyball much before, like a little bit, but it was really like recreational, like with like beers or like it was it was far away from like being serious. Um, but when I came in Toronto one summer, he brought me to the beach and I was like, this is my paradise. I call it my paradise because I, I was like amazed by the amount of courts, like the water. Yeah. I thought it was so pretty. And then Adriana was actually on the beach like training people. So I just sat and watched. Like I, I love this sport so much. Like just so I sat watched the whole practice and then at the end, uh my boyfriend was like, You should go talk to her and I was like, Okay. <laughs> so I, I made the jump and I talked to her and then she told me like, Hey tomorrow, do you wanna come and practice? Like we can see. So I practiced with um Denise Wooding. Wooding, yeah. Yeah. So that was my first beach practice with her and then Adriana was like, oh, you should think about it. Like, you definitely have some potential. We'd like to have you. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going back to school, but maybe next year. So then I did the C program. Yeah. That's where I met Megan. Yeah. So that's why I came here. I,
0: I had no idea that happened. <laughs> so were you even a volleyball fan enough to go to the Quebec open when it happened? The, the Jeep? I think the it was the Jeep a, yeah. 2011. Were you at so, that? Bad?
2: I was in Quebec, yes, I was there, for sure. And then when I was in Montreal, I was a Ball World.
1: Oh, Oh, way back! 2007! Yeah! That's gotta be like, what, 40 years ago?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, More numbers from the numbers guy!
2: Yeah, I think I did it for three years in Montreal.
0: So you might remember seeing Dana Cook play?
2: Yeah!
0: She played with Annie in 2007, I think that would be it, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. look at us with all these facts! I know, that's so good! So...
1: There was a lot of international tournaments in Quebec, and there Mm -hmm. was actually supposed to be, so here's another piece of information that people don't know. There was actually supposed to be another Quebec Open either before or after Junior Worlds in Halifax in 2012, but it got Mm cancelled. So when we originally got recruited to play under-21s, the sort of crowning piece on that was you're also going to get a qualification berth into this open tournament, but then it could be cancelled. And since then, there really hasn't been a lot of action internationally, yeah. not only for Quebec, but for Canada. How sweet would it be to start off getting like a Norseka there or, you know, hopefully working your right way into a one or a two-star maybe? And I think Quebec has the fan base for sport that yeah. a four-star could happen.
2: Yeah. I think right now um, Sarajan's Sarah dad is like working towards that. That's yeah. one of his goals. I think there's a lot of people um that are just teaming up to like to make the sport like at the next level and it's super appreciated to see even if i'm not there so often like whenever i go like i see it growing and then last weekend you were at that tournament yeah. in that baby where there was actually a qualifier on friday like this is amazing right like i love it what,
1: what was it? it 36 teams i think it was 34 teams
0: something like that yeah a lot more than what's going on here I, I think the women had 28 and the guys had over 40, I think. Yeah, they definitely tried to cut it down to 32 after Friday with the call for that. I will, will check, but uh, there was a lot.
2: I know. So let's
0: segue there. Um, it sounds like the the Provincial Association is doing a really good job, but the thing that's setting Quebec apart right now is there's there's private promoters who are running these tournaments, right? Yeah. You mentioned Sergeant's father. Um, what's kind of sparking them to get involved in this for you? to Like, there's prize money at three or four, maybe five events in Quebec this summer? Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. Uh, apparently the players got fed this weekend. They had the smoked meat sandwiches <laughs> yeah. going and some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, talk about what's happening in Quebec with adult volleyball and where all these teams are coming from. We kind of talked about it last week, but with Liam and Chris, we're not really experts in this field. Now we have a true <laughs> local who can maybe explain it a little bit better.
2: I think there's always been so many volley- like beach volleyball players in Quebec, and once they play, they play for a long time. Like, it doesn't stop. It's like a culture. Like, there's like little tournaments in, um, Jolly Beach, like, every weekend, and this is, like, a couple who love the sports, who, like, throw in, like, some, like, literally built the whole setup, like, the sand, like, put some lights for the night, like, build a league, so, there's that in, like, many places, and because, um, like, the players are from everywhere, it's hard, like, Toronto is central with a lot of players, so there's one league yeah. here at night, um, But in Quebec, it's like very like people live far from each other. So there's like mini leagues. So I think that builds up like a bigger pool of players. And then I think the youth right now, like very doing such a good job with the youth programs. And then some clubs are actually starting to do
1: beach clubs,
2: beach as well. Like I know Langs now has also like a beach summer. camp, Like not only like an indoor. So. There are also one club who's doing like a private event where you can have some money, Boucherville.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Because Dal talked about the Jeep Open, how popular that was in Montreal. Even mm-hmm. with uh, when we had Dave and Sean on the show, they talked about where was like the stop on the Labatt Tour. Whoa. Uh, you must be too young to remember that, though, I think, the Labatt Tour. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's so many communities in Quebec that just love volleyball, right? And I think, like you said, they play past the Seattle level where Dallas, now that you're retired, Kind of your age group they don't even play anymore if they're not on the national team right like I know in my age group there's nobody really playing OVAs anymore right in Ontario it's a weird culture that way I'm yeah. golfing every week and I haven't hey. touched a volleyball <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched a volleyball significantly in I would say since national team selection camp but the guys you grew up with don't either like Nick Clock nope. doesn't play anymore no nope. need to hold like all these great players when we were growing up but just Felipe, as soon as you leave you leave yeah right?
1: yeah, yeah as soon it's, as it's done it's done actually my girlfriend is playing uh competitive twos every tuesday at the docks in toronto maybe. and she said july i think it's 16th next week she goes, my partner's not coming so you're actually you're on the hook to play <laughs> so i'm making my return yeah to tuesday night beer league and i don't know if i should like go out full force and like really try or if i'm like you know maybe i should just like have fun and just don't
0: have a freakout. That's yeah. what I
1: think.
0: Uh, like, wow. You're going to argue a rule that they've never whoa, heard of. <laughs> no, you got a face when you said. <laughs> and you're going to pull a circuit and like, guys, I played on the FIB. I know the rule. <laughs> So that's the thing, Aww. when I go, I am gonna.
1: I think I'm going to wear full pants, I'm going to cover myself. <laughs> I, have, I have a ma- super original Maple Leaf tattoo. I don't want anyone yeah. to know that I was on the national team. Don't even wear a volleyball shirt. No,
0: I think I'm going to wear like a hockey shirt or like a baseball. Dress like a hockey player. Yeah. Remember when your buddy tried to borrow a shirt and he, you, all your Titan Bright stuff was just gone? Yeah. You didn't want to wear it. So I'm glad you said that.
1: Shout out to Matt O'Connor, who's currently in the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, farm system. He used to play for the Auto Senators. You'll appreciate this. He was at my place and he stayed over and he's working out at the the BioSteel camp yeah. like to get ready at St. Mike's and he goes, hey, like, do you have any like workout clothes that I can wear? Uh, like I'm gonna go straight to the gym, I gotta work out, and then I'm going on the ice. So I open up my closet and it's all like you know, sort of men's volleyball <laughs> for whatever reason. It's very bright neon colors <laughs> and he's like rifling through my stuff and he's like. No, 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 no. Like, he's like, dude, I can't wear any of this. He goes, if I wear any of this, like, I will get made fun of so much. So he's like, I, I'm going to sleep here. And, like, I'm just going to go to Lululemon and buy new clothes tomorrow.
2: <laughs> that was that bad?
1: Yeah. He's like, and I was like, God. man, like, here's a shirt. He goes, no, I can't wear this. Oh. So, and I'm like, like, shoes, shirt, shorts. He's like, I, socks. He goes, he goes, why, I'm like, why do you guys have to dress like this? He goes, <laughs> So he woke up the next day, and he's like, we had breakfast, and I was like, Matt, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm literally going to go buy a whole new outfit, because I couldn't wear any of my volleyball stuff. Oh,
0: man. More hockey guys, how yeah. they just wear the black shorts, black shirt, is that it? Yeah, like, they got no fun. No personality. Yeah, no, no <laughs>
1: zest.
2: Did you play in that, heavy?
1: I did. How I, was that? uh... I played the first year I think it was there yeah. with uh, Ivan Raka. and we took a fourth. Uh, I think it was really cool because yeah. it was the first time there was a sort of inclusive culture and I think Quebec has done a really good job of welcoming everybody until you shoot yourself in the foot and start sky on people. <laughs> <coughs> um, but when I was there, especially with Ivan, and Ivan did a really good job of introducing me to everyone yeah. there and explaining sort of their significance in the community. Uh, and what I thought was really cool is they had the barbecue afterwards. Yeah. They So you had, I think it was a qualifier day and then pool play. And then from, what was it, the quarters or semis on was yeah. the third day. But that sort of transition day where everybody was sort of out and you had the sort of the top eight or top four teams, there was a barbecue at it's Sarah's like dad's house. Yeah. We can call Nick. We don't have to keep yeah. calling him Sarah's dad. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was like, what other... What other place or what other tournament do you know of where everybody goes out to dinner together yeah. to sort of be like, hey, like we're all having fun, like, and, and for me at least being Anglophone, I think it sort of threw me off, being like, why is everybody enjoying themselves so
2: much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to have fun. Yeah, you like to have fun. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple yeah. and
0: have fun. Is that part of the Quebec even an in indoor volleyball like? You have rivalries on the court and then you talk after, or is it just a beach thing where everybody's kind of together?
2: Uh, I think we have, a, like, with Team Quebec, then you talk, talk about, like, with your adversaries, you said? Adversaries. After.
0: Because Dallas went to Guelph, and as soon as he did that, nobody at York would talk to him. You know? No, not even the, <laughs> not even the coaches. <laughs> yeah. Really? No, oh shut God. down. Where no, it seems like you going okay. to McGill, like, Sarah John at, at Sherbrooke would still talk to you, probably. And yeah, McGill for sure. acknowledge you as a person. We go so.
2: out together. <laughs> no. Like, we go out with other teams.
0: Maybe it was a, maybe it was a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dow yeah. it, thing, <laughs>
1: yeah, thing, but... Yeah, I don't want to, maybe it's not Ontario. It could have been a dallas Keith thing, but, uh, no. Uh, nobody, not even, like, even administration, they, uh... I remember, funny, they, like, because you have these little yearbooks when you go and like, the game day pamphlets, and... They had like a little write up on the starting lineup of Guelph and I was starting Libero at the time and they just wrote Dallas Keith, former York Lion. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, yeah, that was it. They didn't write any of the stats. Like they had like our outside hitters, like, you know, this amount of kills per game, like leading the OUA, like had a little sort of blurb. And they just had Dallas Keith,
0: former Lion. <laughs> <laughs> he existed here
2: yeah.
0: once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's swing it back to you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have to go down his hockey stories here, but uh, I think we did a good They're job good. with Quebec there. We no, I, you know what? And the, the, the,
1: the whole takeaway from this is, is I think Quebec has done a really good job of trying to expand, not necessarily the competition, but the entire sport of volleyball within the province. Yeah. I think that's what we need more than anything else. Is It seems like Vince sort of played ball with Volleyball Canada and used that Volleyball Canada brand to sort of branch off and create all this... New and exciting thing that is Quebec
2: volleyball. Yeah, and I think Vince is really like athlete centered. So he actually responds to the needs. Like some athletes wanted to be in Toronto, but then it was hard, like money wise, or like they couldn't be here because of the language, or they needed to go back for their work. So like he did a really good job of being like, okay, like we know you want to do that. Like what are your goals and stuff, and then we're gonna help you here. Like in Quebec, we're gonna find a way. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's doing an amazing job.
0: Now is Annie involved in coaching? She does indoor coaching, but is she on the beach as well?
2: She's on the beach in the summer, but now she's actually, did you know that she's uh, the main coach at Sherbrooke?
0: Uh, I did know that, thank you. Wait a minute, which Sherbrooke? (laughs) University. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Uh, And another big coach in the community we should talk about is Mondor is coaching on the beach. She has basically your version of of the provincial team, the youth team, right? Is that what she's coaching?
2: Yeah, well, the youth team, and then she helps all the way through. Like, she's also coaching some adults.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, great. Because I always see her, uh, except for this year when it had a scheduling conflict, she usually brings a large amount of youth athletes to the Quebec, or excuse me, the OVA Grand Slam, and the Quebec athletes come and play in the youth event, which is always a great experience. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of former players in the Quebec community who are still involved coaching and and kind of helping grow the sport, right?
2: Yeah, they were definitely an inspiration for me when I was younger. Moda was playing in. Montreal when I was ball rolling, I think. I think at one point she had the
0: hardest serve on two, yes. uh, one of the best servers yes. yeah, so.
2: Yeah, and fun fact, when I went back, you were saying all about as old players, yeah when I went and played up Miguel, she actually did a return, and I played against her indoor. <laughs> Never
0: too yeah. late, Dal. we might be able to go to Quebec and get some of the sweet, uh, you know, endless eligibility. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know what, I'm
0: 26, I think that's pretty young to start pretty young <laughs>
2: No, university? You're still so young.
1: No, Seja. You
2: can start Seja forever.
0: I've never been to Seja before, might as well start. (laughs) If MC can learn English her first day at university, you can learn French by going to Seja. Let's
2: go.
1: I'm putting my hand over my head because I think there couldn't be a bigger disaster than me showing up to an all French (laughs) Seja. Je m'appelle Dallas. People with. People think I'm stupid in English. <laughs> they're not going to, they're going to think I'm out of control dumb in Quebec.
2: No, or they're going to think you're smart in English and it's just a language thing. So then you get a lot of credit. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. You can be a Quebec affiliate, get yeah. some sweet, sweet money. Yeah. <laughs> i played this hand wrong my entire career. Yeah. We're turning the page. So I'm yeah. starting today. Yeah. Is- I, there's going to be a little accent
0: on <laughs> the <eight. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice, well let's let's bring it back to you, let's bring it back to volleyball. Um, so because you didn't grow up dreaming of being a national team athlete, what was your first international tournament and what was that like? It was a Norsica tournament you and Megan went yeah. to, right? Uh, where was that? Tell us some good Norsica stories. Yeah,
2: uh, my first Norsica event was in uh, Tavares, Florida. So it was in the Meadowland, which I was surprised because I thought, they would always be like on the beach right <laughs> so i was really surprised about that and i also learned about the thunderstorm over there because there was a big thunderstorm and then uh we had to like cancel like the games go under like wait wait and then we ended up not being able to play and have to restart the whole match the next day after winning one sack. how long
0: did you have to stay on site before they finally canceled it? it's a, it's More over an hour two hours, two hours right yeah
2: I think it's two hours and something and some people had their watch like it's a big thing because like some people have coaches so once you go under like you can kind of like talk to your coaches and stuff so I remember Rachel and Camille were there like playing the states and they had beat them one set because we were in the playoff rounds Mm -hmm. that beat them one set um, and they were into the second set and it was going like I think pretty well for them And then when they started the next day, they got beaten too. And it was just like, what are the odds that after restarting the whole game, like that happened, you know? Like it really taught me a lesson there, like from the start. Was your
0: match affected by the weather delay as well? Yeah, we
2: had to restart.
0: And did you guys win? Yeah. Okay, so it didn't curse you as well. No. Dallas, have you ever had a weather delay where you had to restart a match the following day?
1: The following day, no, but I had a provincial final where it got switched because the rain delay was so long that they switched the match from 21 to 15. So it was two sets, it was oh, yeah. three sets to 15 instead of 21, 21, 15.
2: Yeah, that happens at, that happened at national here last year. My sister it happens when
0: we're racing daylight. I think when you have to pause for. A certain amount, right? Because mm-hmm. That would have been a two-hour delay, an hour and a half delay, maybe? I right? think it was, yeah, almost three. So. Almost three hours yeah. delay, so. Nice, so welcome to the show. That's yeah. International Volleyball, apparently. You're not on a beach. <laughs> I you know. You a weather delay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So were you hooked at that point, or you, you guys played a full season of Norsega's, right? That wasn't your only yeah. event that year, right? You went to, how many did you go to? Six?
2: That year? Maybe. I feel
0: like there was a bunch that year.
2: But I don't think we did most of them. Oh, okay. Because I think it was, like, Brandy and Julie were on the tour. I was at school, so I, Megan was just calling me whenever like she needed someone, but I was not even training.
0: Uh, I misread your F I B bio because you played with Megan for so long. It, it, you only played two in 2015, but you yeah. played a bunch in 2016, and then, yeah. then you actually went a bunch of world tour events in 2017. I didn't realize you played with Megan for three years. That was yeah. a lot of tournaments. Awesome. We got yeah. a new intern. Oh, man. Intern yeah. Jim let me down here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you started off on the Narcika circuit... Or going, was your first FIB Long Beach then? Yes. Nice, and what was that experience like? Uh, Dallas, you never played Long Beach, right? I don't think you were No, I've never been to California. Really? Ah. A beach volleyball player has never been to California. Even I've been to California. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, never That's definitely
2: Long. a thing to do for you yeah,
1: I know, right? I had an opportunity and they went to this day I still regret it I had an opportunity to play a qualifier in Long Beach and I said no I uh, I want to play Canadian Nationals instead and I think it was a I think it was a bit of a misread by me, but you know what? I've
0: only made one mistake in my life, and that was it. (laughs) Learn from it. Yeah, Yeah. never made that again. So what was your favorite Norseka? Who runs a good Norseka, if such thing exists?
2: (laughs) Well, for Canada, it's going to be a good thing. Ed, when he's in charge, runs actually a really good Norseka because games start on time. The schedule is up, like, not too late, um, and we know what to expect but when it's someone else, you never know.
0: If you actually had a tournament start late, like you've, you've witnessed it at an event you've been to?
2: Yeah, like because we were so used to like North Seca, so we did Long Beach, like that was fine, nothing happened, but then our other FIVB event was um, F, uh, in Florida. Florida. Like yeah. yeah. So after playing a bunch of North Seca where time doesn't really matter, you get like unlimited almost warm up time so we're playing qualifiers in Fort Lauderdale and then um there's actually like the game goes longer so we're like okay we're gonna have not much time but not thinking it's gonna be like 10 minutes from like when the ball ends to when we start and we probably peppered for one minute hit one ball and had to play our first qualifier game and we're like oh my god like I remember Megan had to switch top like it was like so much <laughs> thing was happening, I was like, okay, we're here to play, so who needs a Werner?
0: Werner, so you're just like, no, chill, chill, I need another five minutes, you get to the FIB and it's go, go, go. Yes. Well,
1: it's interesting though, because different tournaments run differently, because when Jake and I were in that two-star with you in Manly, we yeah. went to the venue, had the technical meeting at the venue, got the team we were supposed to play, went back, because we were the night game, because so we were the later game, because it was too hot. Yeah. And we come to the venue, and it's a different team. Huh? than what we were- Ooh, and that doesn't happen very often. No. no. So we were supposed to play Thailand. We left, thinking we were playing Thailand. We scouted them for like two hours back at the yeah. Airbnb. We come back to the venue going, okay, I know exactly what we're gonna do. We play New Zealand. Surprise. surprise. Yeah. How did that go? We lost in three. Ah.
2: Blame it on them.
1: No. Uh, yeah, we lost in three, but uh, our takeaway from that tournament, uh, we talked about it on the last podcast, is I hit uh, Daniel Mueller, the Austrian, in the face and celebrated really loud and didn't know it, and then he, his partner went up to Jake and said, yeah, he
0: doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think you're yes. supposed to celebrate when you, like, you know, it's somebody in uh, the throat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess not.
2: That was the second mistake I made. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends to a certain extent. Some people are gonna celebrate if it's like a game point of a big match. But it, I don't it, think it's, that's like it's like it's like
0: five two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. What? Right? It's a big side switch. Hey. Um,
0: <laughs> nice. So can you share a Orsika story with us? So you mentioned tournaments, like the schedule doesn't always run on time. You had a yeah. weather delay, but like, Liam's been to one where, like, just, I don't think center court was even up the first day. Like, they just used <laughs> the side courts because just yeah. nobody bothered to put up the center court. Uh, it might have been Feodor. Somebody ex- explained that, like, a dog ran on the court in the middle of their game. Like, that oh, doesn't even happen to, like, an OVA tournament. Yeah. Like Or, like, Nurcica's just seemed like anything's up for grabs there, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Nurcica I played with Amanda in uh, Martinique, the t- like, it was a playing ground for for like youth. Like they were coming at recess and playing. And it was like, <laughs> not a forest. It was like on the beach, but it was like trees. So the day before we like go to practice, but can't practice because they're actually taking down the trees. Like they're removing trees <laughs> to build where we're gonna play. So they're removing trees. There's like, the the floor is not floor, but it was almost a floor, but it's so hard. It's like dirt. So like no one really wanted to dive like it was a jump or scent for real. Well it wasn't and, and your game makes...
0: interrupted recess. You yeah. probably got yelled at yeah. all these little kids.
2: So <laughs> yeah, around us, like there was like those kids playing soccer. I also like, heard at that time sort of like
1: that there was a night game, but the lights weren't strong <gasps> enough, so yes. they drove cars to yes. center court. <laughs> That's it's true.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. it was a bunch
1: of cars lighting yeah. up center court.
2: Yeah. Nice. Definitely a lot happened. It was their first event, so
0: and last.
2: <laughs> you don't know, maybe another time. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's French, so I hope they
0: have another one. <laughs> Can you still go to Norsica or If you reach the cap in points where it wouldn't make sense for you and Amanda to go?
2: Yeah, we reached a cap. Like, we, we can't go because we won the Norsica trials in, like, March or something. Okay, yeah. And then we wanted to do one to prepare us for, like, the second part of this season and they said no. Like, we couldn't go. Yeah, but it's a good things. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy about, about it. Wow. I'm yeah. super happy.
0: Start making main draws, you don't yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Good. yeah. It's just fun because Narseca you get some games and it doesn't need to count on your points. So it's a good like preparatory tournament when you haven't played for a while. Yeah. But like I also agree that we should let the other people go. Mm-hmm. Like give a chance to everyone.
0: Well, it's got to be a different feeling getting off the plane like you said you're guaranteed matches and you know you're in a tournament versus yeah. can you maybe describe to our listeners the feeling of, of going to a qualifier yeah like, what's that like with planning your travel and everything that goes into that
2: yeah so we actually did one this year where we only was we going to one tournament normally we try to stack like a few of them so it makes more sense like money wise uh but we went to shaman this year for the qualifiers um so we arrived like a few days earlier, because you really want to perform at that, so you want to adjust the time. Make sure, you like, not too early because the food is not so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so you need to make sure, like, you're <laughs> you're properly like uh, n- nourished. Nourished. Hey, Thank you. Assist. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so you go and then you give everything. That first game we played France, and sadly we lost. But it was a really good game and like we definitely learned some good things and we were like right up there with them. So
0: So tips to younger athletes, what do you do after you get knocked out of the qualifier? Obviously, you're not going out that night and raging and doing all this <laughs> stuff. Like how yeah. do you plan training for the rest of the week? Like yeah. how do you plan, plan your airplane ticket? Like when do you leave the venue? Like what goes into that level where I think... We, we always celebrate the people who make the main draw and it's awesome they get a result. Yeah. There there is another side where sometimes you fly across the world and you play one game and that's yeah. that's your trip,
2: right? Yeah, well so the next day you plan training like with people around that I've also lost. Um, and you have to train before the game start or after because during the tournament then the the main draw players are using the, warm-up the warm up court to actually warm up.
0: Yeah Dallas used to do that to everybody. Beat a qualifier guy.
2: <laughs> I yeah. was speaking in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you go either before the games or after, or sometimes there's a break during the day. So then you set up one or two training. And then you might take a day off after if you play two games. Um, but if not, you, you go watch some games, you learn, and then you practice against other teams. Like, it's a really good chance to practice against international team and see other styles of play that we don't really get to see here. So we definitely stayed and did that and we followed our Canadian team that we're playing. So we would go into the on.
0: Nice. So there's a pretty good network on tour that you can find. Yeah. Good.
2: Yeah. I remember um, at that tournament, we were going early on this Saturday. I think we had a flight that day. We wanted to get in a practice. So we were like, okay, we're going to go at six. Uh, the game starts at eight, but we want to make sure to have a court. So we go with the Australians, and then um, we get to the courts, and the courts are packed. More than three teams <laughs> per per court. Like, it was so, I couldn't believe it. Like, we warmed up on the side. We're like, what are we doing? Like, it's 6 o'clock. We're awake. Like, we came here. Are we going to, like, train? We ended up, like, jumping in with, like, two more teams. But I couldn't believe it. And they were saying, um, like, because it's an Olympic year, like, it really happened. Often, like once people are losing, like people train so early and they're ready to do whatever to do it. Like this is the culture on the tour.
0: So you're saying even teams that were eliminated from the main draw stuck around to get a yeah. training in the next day? Wow.
2: Yeah. No, it was packed. I was like, okay.
0: All right, right seeing We've taken a lot of your time tonight. <laughs> Obviously, you'll you'll have to be a return guest. But to close this one out, uh, Dallas and I have a tradition where we just love. <laughs> A good road story now this doesn't have to involve volleyball but i think a good road story yeah. usually at a tournament and something funny happens so um anything coming to mind can you queue up just like a funny story for our listeners
2: yeah so this would happen surprisingly in china not so much <laughs> everything <laughs> happens in china um no so we were from shanghai to nantong on our trip and then we get a taxi from the airport and then amanda when we get to the hotel is like ooh, and we're upstairs and she's like oh no i forgot my bag and luckily this guy really wanted us to take a taxi back so he gave us his phone number like gave us his phone number so she calls him and he's like oh actually like i like i'm already like 15 minutes away like i like i'm not gonna come back and she's like i need my bag like you need to come back and he's like oh it's gonna be a hundred yuan So he actually made us pay a ransom to get her bag. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And then the people from the reception were talking to him because we don't speak Chinese. And they were so like sad for us and like they called him back like three times. This guy actually made us wait like longer, we missed like a part of our practice because we were waiting for him. Like it was just chaotic. And then we get on like so she gets her bag back, has to pay the ransom, we're like, already like on, not on earth, but like it's like, ah, like too bad. And then we get a taxi now to go to the courts. So we get the address online and (laughs) this lady, she brings us in the middle of nowhere in China. There's like a canal with like brown water on one side and on the other side, it's like just a field. So we're like, well, it's not here. (laughs) And then she doesn't speak English so we're like stuck there for like five minutes we're just stopped in the middle of nowhere and we're trying to tell her like can you bring us back to the hotel or something like and then she's she's like yeah like doesn't speak it anything until she calls her son who speaks english and then he talked to us and then we're like can you can you bring us back to the hotel and he's like no we. We still, to this day, don't understand why we were not allowed to go back to the hotel. <laughs> but that was not a choice for them. Uh, but they ended up talking to the, like, the FIBB people, and they explained where the court was in Chinese. It was like, it took us like more than an hour to get to the court. And it was like, what <laughs> a day! day wasn't your game! What a day! I know! <sighs> yeah, but Trans- that yeah. was... You know
0: random people. They beat it. Yeah. This is your stop. <laughs> Thailand!
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a crazy travel there. Yeah.
0: Well, Dallas, if we're ever in China, again, I've had to go for a tournament. Have you been? Looks like we're just going to (gasps) eat Pizza (gasps) Hut and
1: go. wow.
2: Wow.
0: Does Hong Kong count? No! If you ask oh,
2: them, no, but the right I, I
0: included it. Okay. No, I think
2: it's really nice.
0: So I've been to Hong Kong. I've never been to yeah. mainland China. I yeah. was happy that McDonald's tasted the same, but it broke my heart that Red Bull did not taste the same. It did not taste <laughs> the, no. <laughs> the same. Monster Energy Drink did, but Red Bull did not. It kind of ruined my trip. But uh, Where were we? Chin Zhao?
2: I, God I bless don't him. remember. I remember you
1: were <laughs> miserable.
0: <laughs> like, i love to hear why Josh was so miserable in China. Oh, my God. So it was back in the era. Well, this is our my first FIB with Volleyball Canada. Yeah. Saturday, but it was back in the era where... And it's Chris Calvert is a warrior. Yeah. Back when Volleyball Canada, we were collecting our own video database, the, the host didn't film, so we didn't have access to stuff. So yeah. we had a camera set up on every core. You gotta be there from like the first <laughs> shuttle and you're going back on the last shuttle. There's no food at the venue. The washroom was a hole in the ground. Yeah. Like, there was no running water, so I would take as many bottled water yeah. as I could from the hotel. And then when Adriana would come to train, she'd bring me a couple more. It was the weirdest format yeah. where everything was single limb. Qualifier was yeah. single limb, and the main draw that you yeah. guys were in, you drew uh, Summer. Summer
2: and Sarah. Was she with I that? think she was
0: with Brooke Sweat oh, earlier yeah. that year. Yeah. But anyways, summer like you're sweat. in the main draw, and that's a single yeah. limb. Like, so First game. <laughs> Canada sends like four or five staff because Cam was there. I was yeah. there, Adriana, Dana, Steve. And <laughs> we're out days. after the second day because of the yeah. qualifier. We lose a couple teams, and then the main draw because of this wonky format, we're oh. out. So I'm just by myself for like four days in a row, just taking the shuttle alone, taking the shuttle back, like
1: I just like, imagine you pounding on the bus. Yeah. I hate it yeah. here. The
0: vegetable doesn't taste right. There's,
1: there's no shade.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, China.
0: That was that was great. Uh, I ruined one kid's shirt, he asked for an autograph. I gave it to him. Uh it was awesome. Sophie Bukovic and I were in the bleachers and she got mobbed. Like as soon as she got recognized by a player, it was basically just like photo, photo, photo. Yeah. And finally one kid asked me, I was like, I'm not a player. And he goes, I don't care. I was like, I don't care either.
1: <laughs> 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 Your record sucks, <laughs> Josh Nickel.
0: <laughs> that, that was one good thing about China was the volunteers were super interested in yeah. I forget who it was. I think it was maybe Otraveris and, and Virgin, his partner. The kids kept asking for pictures. So finally one of them grabbed and took a selfie with like 40 kids in the background, <laughs> handed the phone back and just ran to the shuttle. Like they were out yeah. of there. Because the kids just wanted your picture, wanted to talk to everybody. That was the fun part about China, but yeah. food, weather, everything.
2: It was so fun.
0: Well, thanks hot. for coming on.
2: It was my pleasure. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: so, so thanks for giving us a glimpse yeah. into Quebec volleyball because it is is—it is trending in the right direction right now.
2: Yeah.
0: It's getting, getting retweets. That's for it's sure. It's getting retweets. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some Quebec listeners out of this.
2: Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> Let's go.
1: But uh, no, best of luck in Edmonton and Vancouver, and especially in
0: Peru. Thank so you, it's going to be awesome to, to cheer you guys on there. Well, we're yeah. glad the Pan Am watch is over, and we can finally award it to somebody. Breaking news! Breaking news! Way. We've had crunching numbers. Show. It was great to get yeah. you on the show as well. So uh, thanks for being a, a loyal listener to the show, and it was great <laughs> to have you on. I think you're on the super best friend list now. Yeah, sure. Ben's not going to like that because yeah. he wants to separate
1: himself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll take <pick> it.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Bye, Bob. Mom.
2: thanks again to mc lapointe for a great episode mc will be doing an instagram takeover this weekend so be sure to follow our passing dimes account if you're one of the lucky people attending the vancouver open this weekend say hi to guests of the show chris tau mc roland bouchard aaron nosbaum craig moore jody z and jake mcneil We are currently accepting five-star reviews while Dallas' appeal for a six-star is still pending. We hope you enjoyed this episode. The best compliment you can give the show is by telling a friend. Stay excellent, folks.